Good evening, I'm Hugh Downs. And I'm Barbara Walters, and this is 2020. A.K.A. Dandelion uh, with my co-host. Okay. <laughs> this is Eli the Red Orchid. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's an assassin or, or a gay porn star. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> Whatever it is, we're just going to move on with the show. So yeah, we are back with the first episode of 2020. So brand new month, brand new week, brand new year, brand new decade. Yeah, we are doing it. And at first, 2020 seemed like it was just going to be the same old, same old. Then all of a sudden, Eli, weird shit started happening. Uh, you turn yep. on the news and Australia, the entire continent is on fire. Yeah, no shit. Like, That's what, so what, up. I saw news of the day. They show New Zealand. People from New Zealand were holding the camera phone and their skies were, were red. Like, you know, like yeah. the biblical shit. That's what like, it, New Zealand looked like. Like Crisis on Infinite Earths. It looked exactly like that. <laughs> now, we're talking about New Zealand, not Australia. Yeah. That's, a, that's what New Zealand looked like because they're so close to Australia. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, yeah. So, the, the antiverse is about to destroy Earth. I mean, we, we already said we, we survived every other near apocalypse. Uh, 1999, 2012, uh 2016, <laughs> but we'll, we'll go past it. We might not survive 2020 with the way we're going now. So, if anybody that has been under a rock, and we, we're not going to d- deep dive into this shit at all, because it's so much shit still developing right now. We don't know what the fuck's going on. We won't, And by tomorrow coming, it'll be something else new coming on. But everybody knows about the other shit that's going on. You know? Yeah. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say it. Yeah. Uh, apparently, we bombed somebody. And we, I, I don't know who who is this we. Because I was at home playing Xbox. So I don't know what the I, fuck. I, I didn't do shit. But they keep saying we did it. I, I wasn't there. So I don't know. Yeah, so man. yeah. So somebody got bombed in Iran. Iran. Say it right. If some shit pops off, we don't need to keep saying Iran. Please understand who we're having trouble with right now. I hate you fucking Iran. Nope, 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 nope. That's why they hate us right now. Because we can't even say their fucking names. So. Yeah. Uh, all I know is that Eli, I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but I saw the, his funeral today on, on Sunday morning. Did you see it? I saw it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was like thousands there... of people out in the streets for his funeral. I'm like, oh, this guy is a big deal. So, okay. Yeah, they're pissed. They're pissed. Uh, In their parliament today, they were shouting in unison, death to America. Mm-hmm. The government, not... People, the government was saying that. So, and I hate to do this, but yeah, we got to keep going on this because he's actually on Twitter instigating this shit even more, saying how he has, he just spent $2 trillion on weapons, and if you do anything to retaliate, he's going to show you what these weapons do. So he's based on Twitter like he's Tupac. Yeah. Like, what, what the fuck? And, going, and we know, I, I said we weren't going to do this, but 
we know why he's doing this. Oh yeah, we know. We know why he's doing this, but we're not going to go into detail about that. Like I said, this is just insanity going on right now, so we're not going to talk too much about it because you didn't come here to listen, like the the listeners, the viewers, the fans, whatever. You didn't come here to listen for that bullshit. You came for escapism. That's what we're here for. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some completely other shit, and we're going to go from there. So yeah. uh, let me say it. Oh, well, I feel like something else had happened, Eli. What else? Had, oh, yeah. Let's talk about some good good shit, man, before we move on to the actual podcast, because it's actually good stuff that happened with you. Really? Yes, you. Specifically, you. Really? <laughs> yes. I good got t- rear-ended the other day, and my hip hurts. I mean, besides that, <laughs> we're trying to lighten the mood, Eli. You're bringing this shit down. <laughs> oh, my light bills. Well, my lights are out right now. You yeah, know? man. It, it hurts to sit. That's how fucked up I'm recording the broadcast in my car, you know, but I'm, I'm sorry to hear all that, Eli. You know, <laughs> you know I feel your pain. So hopefully you can, because you know, it's supposed to be like the, the New Year's resolution. You're, just, you're supposed to be in the gym right now, you know. I, no, I can't move. Okay, well, you hopefully, hopefully you didn't make a New Year's resolution like everybody else did. Everybody oh, no, like, yeah, I'm going to get swole for the gym. And, you know, two weeks later, nobody gives a shit anymore. I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> You're not even going to at least try, at least pretend. Yeah, I, I mean, barely celebrate my do birthday. It. I don't give a shit about the New Year. <laughs> <laughs> like shit just happened and said. But the good news I was telling you about the, uh, the playoff game today. Oh, yeah, that was nice. You forgot. That was a surprise. The, here's the thing was... about it. Okay, because, okay, it was the Vikings versus the Saints. Now, I'm from Mississippi, and damn near everybody in Mississippi is a Saints fan. So mm-hmm. when the Saints lost today, like, my timeline was sad. They were, like, super <laughs> sad. It's like Popeye's ran out of chicken sandwiches again. Like, that's sad, you know. And then here you come. <laughs> Shit grinning from ear to ear <laughs> with Viking shit all over you, just like I'm like, oh wow! <laughs> like I just wish you could have seen my timeline. It, it it felt like you were laughing at everybody. Yeah, I was just that was my surprise. Like, holy shit, we won! That <laughs> yeah. was like, you know what? Hey, it's gonna be the last Vikings game of the year. I'm gonna have fun. And then, whoa, holy shit, we won! I didn't <laughs> expect to win. <laughs> You, you never know. Nobody expected us to win, <laughs> but we did, and we almost didn't win because that's classic Vikings for you. They they fuck up. Well, right it was at like the end. you know, fans, Saints fans always saying the refs cheated something like that. I, I, it wasn't no bullshit like that. But all oh, that fucking pass inter offensive pass interference. Fuck that shit. Fuck how that the shit. Fuck, yeah. How the fuck you gonna interfere your own pass? That's right. bullshit. It's a bullshit call. <laughs> Oh, he pushed me away. He said, but you're trying to fucking, you're all over him. Fucking, and then on top of it, the play the before that, they fucked themselves over. Yeah. They know, got an yeah. offensive penalty on themselves, like when they yeah. had the ball. Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah. yeah. No, so, like I don't have a dog in the race either way. So yeah. whoever would have won, I would have been satisfied. All I know is that if the Saints would have won, there would have been a shit ton of Super Bowl parties somewhere in my area, and I just could have went there and eat. <laughs> but when the Saints don't win, nobody gives a shit about throwing Super Bowl parties, so I'm just going to go hungry. So I'm like, fuck. You ain't eating now. I'm not eating now. For you. <laughs> now, there was a cool time. Okay, the Saints went to the Super Bowl, I can't remember, 2009 or some shit like that. I don't know when. If I fucked it up, whatever. Yeah, but, when Favre blew it and fuck, it was against the Vikings. It's always against <laughs> the Vikings. See, now I'm opening old wounds, okay? Yeah, I remember that game. <laughs> now here's the thing. Here's what happened in Mississippi, and I'm gonna actually call out the uh, the the company that did it, the store that did it. it was, name of the company was Cowboy Maloney. It was it's basically like a mom and pop TV shop around here back when you know that was a thing back in 2009. And basically, what they did, like the owner of Cowboy Maloney said, 
if the like anybody that bought a TV from the beginning of the playoffs to the Super Bowl, if the New Orleans Saints win the Super Bowl, I'm going to give you all a refund. Like, wait, what? Yeah, I'll give you all a refund if they win the Super Bowl. So the news got so big, the NFL actually invited the owner of Cavalloni out to the Super Bowl. And I'm pretty sure he was like sweating the whole time, like, please lose, please lose. <laughs> like, let me break Drew Brees' knee or something, shit. So, uh, but, of course, history shows that they lost. But anyway, like, I just thought that was a, a funny story. Every time I see the Saints win, I just want, I want to Kevin Maloney to do it again. Because that's great publicity for him. He got nationwide, you know, publicity for that. So, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure the Saints fans were still a little peeved over a couple, the Minneapolis miracle from a couple years ago where, you know. Well, I think the, the, they were the, really pissed from last year when they completely got fucked over. I, I think that was a pass interference call also. Oh, was it? I think yeah. so. It wasn't against the Vikings, though. It wasn't against the Vikings. I can't remember who it was. Like I said, I'm not a Saints fan. I just remember that anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we, we're talking way too much about football. We are not talking balls. No, we're not. But, we're not. Yeah. But <laughs> so it was a nice about, surprise. It was a nice surprise for me. I was like, oh, shit. I get to watch another game next week. Like I said, then that'll be it. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't care either way. So I guess we can just actually move into the podcast. We, this is actually a special episode where we're doing, like I said, last week we did, or last decade, we <laughs> did a, a end of the year special, best of the year special. So this year, this decade, <laughs> we're going to do a best of the 2010s decade. Because like I said, a whole decade has passed. We just can't, you know, just let that breeze by and just forget about it because most people are. We're going to reflect, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to review. We're going to recap and see what we thought about the 2010 decade and what our favorite takeaways from it. Uh, Before we get into it, we're going to actually talk about the uh, box office numbers. Okay. So, uh, Eli, give it to me. What is the number one movie of the week? Is it Star Wars again? It is Star Wars again. So, over or under a billion, Eli? Um, I hear it's nearing a billion. I hear it's making money. It is. So, it's 900 million or some shit like that. So, it's not quite a billion. Not quite a billion. It's 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 close. It's close. In like two, three weeks now. It thinks like it's third week. I think it's the third week out. So that's yeah. not bad. Nine hundred million in three weeks. So and I haven't I, checked to see if it's been released everywhere or anything like that. I'll I'll check it later on. Uh, Box Office Mojo has screwed up their site so bad. I don't even like fooling with this thing anymore. They want me to pay now. I'm like, <laughs> when Gomer pays us for this shit, then I start paying for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two, we have Jumanji: The Next Level. Uh, we have three Little Women. Okay. Didn't know oh, wow. Women. Yeah. Uh, number four, The Grudge. I had no idea this was even out. I didn't know how they remade this movie. Yeah, my kid wants to see it. He was he was a huge Grudge fan. Which one, though? The All of them. Okay. Like, even the Japanese one. I had to go to, like, the Asian markets. Mm-hmm. Like, here, like, there's a bunch of Hmong, po- there's a big Hmong population here in St. Paul. And they got their mall, the Asian malls and their markets. I had to go there cause, and get the import because they have like video stands where they sell video games and DVDs and shit. And we had to go searching for like Juwan, Juwan 2, all that Japanese horror. He was he really liked the grudge, particularly the little boy, the little uh, the little ghost boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was really into him when he was uh uh, younger, so well, who was in first? Like Sarah Michelle Geller? Uh, yeah, the remake because the one, yeah, the, the American remake had Sarah Michelle Geller, and um, I, I fell asleep on that one. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, and there's like a, I think there's like a trillion, at least three or four of the Americans, but there's like 
originally they were from Japan, and there's a whole series of them in Japan. Right now, then I know like all those movies came from Japan, like that. What they used to call what did they used to call it? It's a special name they used to ha- call like those J horror. I think J I think J horror. That's what it was. That yeah. the ring. Yeah. Uh, the eye. Yeah. Some Jessica yeah. Alba played in. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All that shit. And they they yeah. were big for a while, and then he just kind of went away. Yeah. That's yeah, what happened. Okay. Uh, number five, we have Frozen Two. You're hanging in there. Uh, number six, Spies in Disguise. Like I said, saw that. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, number seven, Knives Out. Knives Out still hanging in there. Good. It was nominated for a bunch of shit at the Golden Globes. I bet it was. Yeah. Uh, it's two hundred forty million, but like I said, it's it's not like it's got any special effects or you know. No, it's just actors. Yeah. So they probably just pay you know Daniel Craig most of the money anyway. I heard they even might be making a sequel. Oh really? Oh. Yeah, I heard, uh, Daniel Craig wants to make a sequel after this James Bond shit is over. Oh, uh, what do we got? Spies in the Skies, Knives Out, number eight, Uncut Gems. You said it was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm hearing it. It's, I think it might be like their that studio's highest grossing movie. Period. You know. Oh yeah, the indie and the A24. Yeah, indie that one. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Bombshell. I think I want to see that. I think I really want to see that. Yeah, it looks cool. Looks interesting. Yeah. Uh, and number 10, Cats, still hanging in there. Like I said, nobody's seen it. Nobody cares to see it. So, yeah, that's it for that one. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, that's the box office numbers. I was going to pull out like, the best box office numbers of the decade, but I don't have the numbers in front of me right now. Um, actually, you know what? I think I do have those numbers in front of me right now. Let's see if I can pull this. see how fast I can pull this up. Do we, do we want to talk about the uh, the Golden Globes at all? Uh, we can. Well, you can. Because I didn't see it. But oh. yeah, I mean, you can fill me in on some of the Golden Globes. I only saw like the very end of it. First off, this is what I want to know. What the hell did uh, Ricky Gervais say? Oh, holy shit. He was hilarious. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm hearing he got like a lot. He's getting a lot of controversy right now for some oh, shit he I'm, said. I'm sure. He, like, and that's the only reason why I watched the, the shit. I, I didn't plan on watching the Golden Globes, but his opening was so fucking hilarious that I sat and... <laughs> <laughs> and I know it'll be I, on YouTube all over the place, you know. Yeah, because I I fell asleep watching the next game after the Vikings, like Seattle and I think Philly were playing, and I fell asleep uh, during the second half. When I woke up, it was just getting over, and I got up and I was like getting ready to eat and shit. And then the Golden Globes came on like right after the game, and then I heard his opening monologue, and I was like, damn, he was fucking hilarious. Oh, he was talking so much shit. He roasted Hollywood. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm saying, did he? What did he say? Did he say anything like specific on there? Or uh, he basically <laughs> he he said something about yeah, Epstein didn't kill himself, and then <laughs> and then like, and I know he's all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> he said shit like that. Um, he talked about Marvel. He talked about how you know. Uh, He's like, yeah, all actors can't get, you know, there's all they can do now is play superheroes and shit. And there's like, they don't really act anymore. Their the job is going to the gym and taking taking steroids, you know, so they can fit into those tight costumes and shit. It's like they should just come out with an award for best jacked up junkie or whatever. <laughs> wow. He said some more shit about uh, what's the Judy De- the the is it Judy Dench? In cats or something? Oh man, but they blur- they blurted it out though, because you know he swore. <laughs> yeah, because I, I know I know a couple times he's uh, swore in there because when I heard, you know, they I guess they have it delayed because of him. They don't yeah. know what the fuck he's gonna yeah. do. <laughs> he's like, it's my last time hosting this. I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he oh he said he talked about Disney, Amazon, 
uh, Apple, you guys, because <laughs> he talked about, uh, yeah, you get, guys are making all these woke shows, but you, meanwhile, you have like sweatshops in Indonesia. <laughs> <laughs> he was telling all the actors, so all you actors who come up and start giving your thank you speeches, don't say any political shit because it doesn't, because you work for a bunch of companies that do all this shit. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it was Weinstein's funny. gonna be back in business sooner or later. So. Just, 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 just get your award, thank your agent, and fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I, it was brutally honest. It's what we all think, and it was hilarious. And I, and that's, you know what? I'm gonna watch this now. because <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be everywhere. It's gonna be everywhere tomorrow. I'm so sure it's... it was funny. Um, but the big, I mean, for comic book news, it's big for comic book fans. You guys can feel legit now. Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor for Joker. Pretty good. Okay. Um, And, of course, he did get up in uh, his thank you speech. He did, you know, say some political stuff. (laughs) You you knew that was going to happen. But Joker was nominated for a bunch of shit. Um, I think you said he won Best best Score, Best Soundtrack. Best Original Score. I think it was nominated for Writing, and Todd Phillips was uh, nominated for Directing. And I think it was nominated for Best Drama, I think. Um, but it won Best Actor and Original Score. So um, there you go. A comic book movie is considered real cinema. Only by, one. By the Hollywood elite, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one can just squeak by. He reminded <laughs> yeah. him just enough of a Scorsese movie, so he could, he could get by. Oh, Scorsese was in the audience uh, with uh, De Niro. And Pe- that's what he said. He goes, yeah, Baby Yoda's in the audience. Oh, no, that's Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that YouTube because I, I already know it's on YouTube now, so I'm gonna check that out as soon as I get up. Well, actually, no, I, I can just watch the show again. I can just watch it from the beginning. I forgot I got a fire stick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's being said, we talked about the Golden Globes. Now we can actually talk about, like I said, we can get into the best of the decade. Let me pull up my notes and pull up my notes. Oh yeah. Uh, cause like I said, the 2010s passed, and a lot of time, like I said, 10 years has passed, and a lot of times people have forgotten. What happened in the last 10 years? Most people can't even remember what happened last five minutes. Well, you know, yesterday. So it's hard to go back to see what happened. Oh, what what was I, you know, where was I 10 years ago? You know, me personally, I know I lost my job. You know, matter of fact, think about this, Eli. Uh, we started a podcast. That's, honestly, that's the one thing that we started in 2010. I mean, in the 2010s decade, yeah. like that. Because remember, yeah. we talked about Star Wars, stuff like that. Now, we got all this hoopla and outrage over The Last Jedi. Remember, I didn't even review The Last Jedi because I was so broke at the time, I couldn't even review it. I didn't, oh, really? even go, I didn't even go see the movie. Like, if you go back and listen to that, that episode, I don't even remember if it was on Comic Bullies or was it on the other one that we did. Whatever it was, I didn't see it, so I couldn't review it. So I'm just sitting there looking at the reviews and watching people bitching about it. I'm like, what the fuck are people bitching about? It's, it's a Star Wars movie. You know, it can't be that bad. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking. Uh, that being said, now we can actually talk about the, uh, oh, I, I almost hit the erase button by accident. So what do we want to start with first? You want to start with, uh, movies first? Uh, sure. Okay. We're just going to do top five. We're not going to do 20 or 11 or some shit like that. We're just going to go back and forth. Oh, uh, shit. I'm gonna let you go first. All right. I just listed top five, uh, movies of the decade. Um, I'll just, should I just go through all my list, my whole list? Well, we'll go back and forth. We'll go back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Even, yeah. Okay. So number five, I got Rogue One, Star Wars. Okay. Now, I know you didn't like it. I but didn't. This, this is uh for the, for me. This is the last hour is a literal war in the stars. 
it's X-Wings and TIE Fighters and all the cool shit that I loved about the old movies. Um, and it, it was, it wasn't about, there wasn't, it wasn't in that Star Wars, or I mean, the Skywalker uh, 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 saga thing. It was kind of outside of that. Um, it's just, but it was, uh, it, it basically made me think about Star Wars and, and like war, the Nate, uh, you know, how war and soldiers and, and the sacrifice that they put that, the, you know, that they, you know, the valor, the, the sacrifices that soldiers go through and they put it into a Star Wars movie. So they made me think about the real world through a Star Wars movie. And that, that's what I really liked about it. And plus it had, you know, Vader kicking mad ass at the end. Only so. part I like, but that's <laughs> <laughs> So that's my number five. Because, hey, it's it, it, Star Wars returned this past decade, so I got to represent it somehow. And I mean, that, that, at the end of the day, 2019, I feel like, was the year of Star Wars. I mean, I feel like if you're a Star Wars fan, you should be happy. You had that awesome game, Fallen Order. You had The Mandalorian. You had yeah. Rise of Skywalker. There was some other shit that came out, too. I'm trying to think. I um, but anyway, but, hell, that's enough. You should be happy with yeah, that. Yeah, but just because Star Wars, the return of Star Wars, and that's my favorite movie out of this new batch of Star Wars movies. So, uh, Really? That's still your favorite? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, wow. I, love that. I love that shit. Okay. It's got no lightsabers in it either. <laughs> okay. That, that is true. It's just got Donnie Yen doing the, oh, I'm, okay. I'm glad you talked about the uh, Rogue One. Like I said, I don't like the movie, but I did watch it. Matter of fact, I marathoned Star Wars <laughs> the whole thing a couple of days ago. And it was one thing that Donnie Yen said that actually jumped out at me. Okay, oh, yeah. so remember George Lucas had this crazy-ass idea what he wanted for the new trilogy? He was like the the wheels that the people to make yeah. the force and shit like that. Guardians of the wheels, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Donnie Yen says that. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Okay, now, because that was never mentioned any eu or anything like that before like there's some shit out of george lucas crazy ass mind right i think it was like in the old his first script it was like called the star or something the journal of or something about the, the life and times of luke star killer from the journals of the wills or something episode whatever the star wars that was like his original title oh okay, okay. Day, yeah and um, but that splinter of the the very first Star Wars novel, like the sequel, you want to count as a sequel, was called Splinter in the Mind's Eye, which was released right after the original Star Wars movie, and that was about going trying to find the a kyber crystal, and 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 them uh, Vader chasing after Luke and Leia and them, and um, very old book Splinter in the Mind's Eye, but that okay. sort of uh, references that too, so. It's just weird. It's like they're not using the EU, but they're using the EU. Yeah, yeah, they are. They they are. They're they're borrowing bits and pieces of it, of, of yeah, the old stories, the legends. You know? Yeah, I'm starting to notice that now. Okay. Oh, it's time for me to go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number five of the decade, Black Panther. Okay. I know you didn't like the movie. <laughs> I liked. What the hell? <laughs> I'm just saying, but I started looking at the movie and I started just an really analyzing the movie, thinking about it. It's one of those movies that I did like, like it's sticking with. Like, basically, my top five list isn't about you know uh, awards or anything like that or screw the box. I'm like, like what movie did I watch the most? Like, what movie did I just keep repeating over and over again, just watch over and over again? Like, which movie did I marathon? Black Panther's on that list. Like, I had a top five movies is one of those lists. It's uh. It's one of those movies that like really made me sit back and think. Visualize visually is what I want to see. It spoke directly to me. Like I said, I wanted to see a black utopia on screen. I saw that. 
Uh, I saw Michael B. Jordan really put a really great performance in there where he played Killmonger, like one of the first good Marvel villains. Yeah. Where he was so good, he actually made you think, like, damn, maybe he has the right idea and the good guys had the wrong idea. You know, it made me think about it like that. Yeah, they should have uh, had a hashtag Killmonger was right. Right, that's one of the name by episodes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, for a point, he made some good shit. Then he kind of went off the deep end and started saying some insane shit. But the point was that the point that the good guys have was the wrong point. Yeah. They needed to be somewhere in the middle of that. And at the end, he made them realize, okay, maybe I do need to, you know, think about what I'm doing differently. Yeah. And it brought it to the point. First, just the movie itself. Like I said, the beginning, first act of the movie was a James Bond movie. For me, if it was just that, I would have been satisfied with that. Second movie, it changed. Killmonger came in, started saying, y'all are fucking up. Y'all did this to me. And yeah. all of that. You're not protecting that. And I'm like, oh, okay. This movie is like really going there. Yeah. You know. Now, the third act, the third act just turned to another Marvel movie. I was fine with that. I'm cool with Marvel movies. So, me just watching all that, put it together, I was satisfied with it. I was happy with it. Watched it over and over again. Especially since, you know, for I think I went to like see the movie like four times in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm a couple, yeah. or anything like that. Because at, at the end of the day, like I said, it's a comic book podcast, and Black Panther is one of my favorite. He was like, I'm not one of those people that just never heard of him and just want to just see. No, I was a fan of the comic, comic of the lore. Read damn near every Black Panther comic that was out until this coach shit came out, or whatever. But <laughs> up until then, I read everything. So I'm sitting here looking at the comic. I'm looking at the movie and seeing all the comic references in there. So they're speaking to me. Oh, that came from Don McGregor's run. Oh, that came from Chris Priest run. Oh, that came from Richard Hudlin run. I even see some influence of Coach Runs in there. He just came in. And so I'm seeing all this stuff, seeing Shuri. Just talking about the movie now is getting me excited. Five. Okay, you go. <laughs> no, I know. We can talk about it now. No, no, no. I, no. We, we gotta, we, we're not going to be here. This is not going to be a Black Panther podcast. I have no. other <laughs> movies I want to talk about, too, and I'm probably going to get just excited about them, too. But no, I'm going to say Killmonger made that movie for me. I mean, especially that museum scene. Because for me, what I liked about it, it, it it touched on Native American issues more than most movies do. Mm-hmm. You know, that scene where he's in the museum, that's patriation, the repatriation. That's the Native artifacts. That's dealing with our taking, our, taking back our artifacts that are in the museums. Because mm-hmm. we deal with that. And natives, that's a Native issue. And this whole thing, that resentment he had towards Wakanda, mm-hmm. that's the same. That's like, that deals with our blood quantum. And how some natives can't even be recognized as and, and be and become part of a tribe because of their blood quantum. And you know And that's how you looked at it and how I looked at it is like yeah. how African Americans can't go back to Africa. Yeah, and that's yeah. and in the in the end, Black Panther kind of made me sad for <laughs> for American black people. Yeah. Because y'all don't have traditions. You know, you can't go back to that those African roots and your your ceremonies and your tribal right. ways like natives can because like our last from, names came from our slave masters. Yeah, our, I mean our our native ways still are rooted in this continent. So we have our language and our traditions and our cultures and our ceremonies, but you guys had to make up your own. You know what I mean? Yep. You know, you you and that 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 was lost. So I can I can tell how much it meant to yeah. This even though it was a fantasy, it right. was a made up country. But this was all about, uh, you know, what if? Right. There was, there was one no colonization. Country that what, wasn't yeah. colonized. Right. Yeah. What if there was no colonization? And what if black people prospered? And it's it's it was powerful. 
So yeah, you, I mean, I, like I know a lot of that symbolism kind of flew over people's head, but I thought. And another thing, like you say, like Killmonger. A lot of people saying Killmonger took over the movie, and like the actor who played the child kind of played to the background. That was purposeful. That was done on purpose because the thing of the movie, the movie's called Black Panther. It's not called T'Challa. So the movie, in my opinion, was about the mantle yeah. and what people that are in the control of the mantle do with that power. The movie is about T'Challa. The movie is about Killmonger. And the movie is about T'Chaka also. All three of those kings and what they do with their power when they're in the seat of the power. So that's so Black Panther mantle is the star of the movie, not and, T'Challa. You know, that's that's where I got from it. And you needed Killmonger to check that fantasy. Like, right. okay, what if this was there was a country, this isolation, isolationist country, rich, prospering African country that ignored the plight of black people around the world. How right. fucked up would that would be? You know? And and, and, that, and and I even made that comparison before. Like, okay, in a in a fantasy setting that's what we're talking about. But in a real world setting, you can also make that seem like what about prosperous black people that are millionaires that turn their back on the community? Yeah. Oh, I had my money. I came from, you know, this neighborhood. I like all these NBA players and football players like that, they get all these stuff like that, and they never go back to the neighborhood they came from. Mm-hmm. Never give any money back, never give any money to the constant came from, you know, and, and they pride themselves on not coming back to that. So you could look at them like Wakanda. Oh, they're living in this utopian society, but what yeah. about the people that you left behind? Yeah. Oh. Or like for, for natives, it's casino reses. I mean, everyone thinks hey, we all got casino reses. No, we don't. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and there's but there are casino reses that basically lock their memberships. Of, oh no, nobody can join our member or nobody can join our tribe because then we got to share the profits. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? So okay. So like, like I said, it's it, it was one one of the most native movies I've seen in a long time. It was one of the <laughs> blackest movies I've ever seen. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let <laughs> me say okay. We can move on to number four. Number four, uh, shit, my, my, okay, number four, I got The Raid. Okay, uh, cool. Your, your list is, raid. like, way more refined than mine. Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I go by, well, yeah, I've seen this movie a thousand times. I love it. Both movies, The Raid, Redemption, and The Raid 2. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going by influence um, okay. of this decade. And, and, Without, and you're right. It was there. I never, yeah. I never seen the movie myself. But even I know of the influence that The Raid had. Yeah. Without The Raid movies, you got no John Wick. You got no daredevil hall fight scenes. Mm-hmm. You don't got a lot of fucking the, the stunt choreography and the and the and the fight choreography we see now. Captain America, all that shit. It all goes back to the what the, what those guys are doing in the raid. You know those fight scenes still hold up. You know they're it's just the next level of action cinema. You know so I got yeah the raid number four. <laughs> okay, Eli, you about you about to hate me. Okay. Okay, here's my number four. Batman v Superman. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> well, God bless you. <laughs> I can't leave it off, man. Look, I can't leave it off because I'm looking at how, like, all the movies that I've seen, like, multiple, multiple, multiple times. I can't count how many times I've watched this movie. I'll sit there and just marathon all the time. If I'm going on a trip and I got to go from here to Florida or Texas or Atlanta, the first thing I do is I need to download a movie so I can watch it. What do I need to download? Batman v Superman, but not just the regular Batman v Superman, the ultimate three-hour cut of Batman v Superman. <laughs> and I'm watching it the whole way through the whole time. I watched the movie so many times, Eli. I can quote the movie. I wrote all kind of think pieces on it. Look, I understand the movie has flaws. I get that. I'm not saying it's the perfect movie. 
everything that people are saying bad about the movie i completely understand about it i'm just saying what i like what the movie speaks to me about it maybe i'm just because i'm just such a superman fan just seeing a live action superman it sells me on it i don't know maybe i have stockholm syndrome i don't know but it's there ben affleck to me is the best batman of all time that's my batman you know the warehouse scene that was in there it, that's the best batman live action scene that's ever been made you yeah know? true oh um, i don't even hate lex luther <laughs> I'm, 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 here, let me let me back it up let me back it up because i know i'm losing some people when i say this okay yes it was a bad performance but i understand what they were trying to do i understand they were trying to make uh, turn Lex Luthor into a Mark Zuckerberg. I also understand that in the movie that they were trying to make him like a wimpy dude in the movie, but the more the movie went to the end of it, the more he started showing himself being more confident, more sure of himself. Basically, he was putting on an act, and that was the whole point of him. He was in dual identity, just like Batman and Superman were in dual identity. I, I, I can talk about this movie all day long. You know what? I don't mind. I don't really mind Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. I don't mind a lot of that movie. Well, yeah, I do. <laughs> it, it comes down to like pacing for me. I, I, I agree with you. I, yeah. Look, I, I understand. Like I said, if people don't like the movie because of this, and, and I, to be honest with you, the theatrical version of it, the pacing is horrible. I walked in the movie like, oh, that's just time. But for some reason, the three hour version of it works for me. Like all the yeah. extra stuff they put in there, like all the extra uh, beginning uh, in Africa, because honestly, I thought that the African scene at the beginning with Superman fighting the warlord, I thought that scene, I thought that whole. Oh, thing about it was brilliant. The whole scene about it was brilliant because it, it brings up an interesting conversation. Like, okay, they didn't really go into detail about what they were doing, but basically the CIA was was supplying that guy. They were supplying the African warlord, and, but they didn't want anybody to know. So when Superman went down there, they he's fucking with the CIA, but he doesn't know it because they have a guy down there because they know he's trying to stabilize that, that regime because the guy that's you know after him is way worse than him. So they put that guy in power for a reason. But when Superman goes down and, and, and beats up that warlord, all they're going to do is just put an even worse guy in, in front of him. So Superman is fucking with world politics, thinking he's doing the right thing, but he's really not. So he's actually causing problems in the planet just by even existing. So I thought that was a pretty interesting thing that, you know, Zack Snyder or whoever wrote that shit, I don't know, uh, 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 put that out there. Did they capitalize on the idea or uh, flesh out the idea as much as it should have? No. I agree with they didn't, but like I said, it's enough of that movie that really made me just like, I can just watch the movie all day. Look, Wonder Woman's in it. Gal Gadot, she was awesome. Her theme song was fucking awesome. That fucking guitar riff when she just slicing up Doomsday and shit. Uh, you can pause that movie at any time and everything looks like a comic book panel. You can pause it at any time. It doesn't matter. So, like I said, top four. But we can keep going. Okay. Well, bless your heart. <laughs> I, see, I know the higher we go up, the more I'm going to lose you. I know. <laughs> yeah. All right. What are we on? Number uh, three? Number three now. Number three, I have The Revenant. Yeah. The, I never, the, the, the bear movie? The bear movie. Bear fucker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Leo, Di, Leo, Leo DiCaprio gets fucked by a bear and left for dead. <laughs> well, I'm so. <sold. laughs> Uh, so this is a, the, based on a true story of Phil, uh, Phil uh, Hugh Glass. He was an old, you know, fur trapper back in the 1800s um, uh, at, in the in the the frontier of of the of the old West, if you want, or the North, the old North. Um, and it's just about him trying to survive. Um, 
his his son gets killed, uh, murdered, and he has to go on revenge. But he's left for dead. He gets attacked by a bear, and he's left for dead by everybody. And he basically has to survive and get revenge. And it's him braving the elements, surviving, you know, the harsh environments of this winter uh, uh, wilderness um, and all the obstacles that he must overcome. Um, but it, it goes, it gets really meditative. There's very long shots of nature. The movies, it starts out becoming, it, it starts out as a revenge movie. And the, the nature it explores the nature of revenge and how it's a human of everybody's after revenge in this movie. I mean, Hugh Glass is, you know, he's after Fitzgerald, Tom Hardy's character who killed his son. Tom Hardy's character hates Indians because he was attacked and almost scalped by Indians. Then you have the chief, the Indian chief, who's after his daughter because his daughter was kidnapped. So everybody's got a reason for vengeance and shit. But that's just part of it because then you take that because that vengeance is human nature. Then you juxtapose it with the natural war, just nature, nature, regular old nature. You bring the bear. Bear just comes and bear is just being a bear, protecting its, you know, young. Right. Fucks up Leo DiCaprio's character. You have the wilderness that in the cold environments, the winter, the, 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 the elements. That's nature just being nature. You know, there's no malicious intent. There's no human, uh, uh, human motivation. No human emotion in nature. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you have human nature versus regular nature. And it becomes a story of survival. And then it also becomes a metaphor, him surviving through this old country, this old America is just another symbolism, symbol of, of culture, that old culture of america the native american culture and the traditions how they struggle to survive and the the environment is now struggling to survive with all our quote-unquote civilizations so this is it's just a very deep movie around this revenge story and of course it's 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 very the cinematography is great you know the camera work is great the 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 the, the elements the, the the wilderness is just a character you know, because it, it's so the, the environment is so much a part of the movie and, and the harsh, violent nature of the environment is that's just so much part of the movie, too. Uh, Cinematography is great. Leo DiCaprio finally won an act uh, his Oscar for this role. But Tom Hardy's great in it, too. Tom Hardy is he, his performance is great. Everybody Hux, the guy who plays Hux in Star Wars. He's mm -hmm. in it. They're all great. They have real native actors in it with real, like, authentic portrayals of native, native language. You know, the opening scene, the battle scene is dope, where the Indians attack. So, yeah, you got Black Panther, I got Revenant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, the Revenant, uh, that's that's my number three. Okay. Damn it, Eli, you picking real movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so num you had your number three, my number three. Okay, my number three, Civil War. Okay. I'm going to just put it in there. Okay. So, yeah, the rest of the list going to be Marvel. I'm just letting you know that right now. So, yeah, reason I'm picking Civil War in there, first off, it was just a bunch of action. Well, first off, Black Panther was in it. <laughs> uh, then, <laughs> like I said, it, it was a bunch of action in there. Uh, and one thing I like about it, that the actual conversation that it brought up with people about, like, the opposing sides of Captain America and Iron Man. I knew it was, it was you know, effective because 
I heard people arguing on both sides. Like, why are they arguing? Of course, Captain America's side makes the most sense. Why are they arguing? Of course, Iron Man makes the most sense. I'm like, well, that's why they're arguing. Because you two are arguing over it. But of course, they're going to argue over the situation. But just, uh, like I said, just the fact that it's just the first time I saw, like, at the time, it was the most comic booky comic book movie I've ever seen. Like, you know, you just had the parking lot fight with all this shit going on all over the place. Uh, I, I actually looking back at it, I actually understand, I actually like Z, what Zemo was doing. And if you think about it, Zemo actually wasn't even really a villain. Because he was just responding to the shit they were doing, just, you know, blowing up uh, Sokovia and shit like that. And he realizing that, okay, if you guys, like, just like the government's trying to put checks on you guys, I'm trying to put a check on you also, but I'm just doing my own way. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm still putting up there. And maybe, maybe because Spider-Man, first time in the MCU, I don't know, it just tickles my brain, the, the way all that shit was just in there. I don't know. It, it it speaks to me. So yeah, number three. Number yeah, four. well, Civil War had everybody debating. Yeah, I remember when it came out, we all debated who's right, Cap right or is fucking. And that's when we had Eric on the show. He was debating. Yeah, yeah, we were all. It it basically raised all this political uh, 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 issues that we all did. did yeah, none, not everybody agreed on, and that was the point of the movie. Right. You know, everybody has a relevant point. And, and how do we how do we compromise? And it was what was sad is because because Cap and Tony couldn't compromise, and that's why they fought. Right. And, and lack, then not only that, yeah. it also it also ties in to other stuff that was going on in those movies also because Cap and Tony, if you look at those other movies before they were in there, they had some like secret animosity against each other. Yeah. You know, because Cap was looking at Tony like, oh, you just another spoiled, rich, pretty boy just like your dad was. You know, I don't really have too yeah. much respect for you. And Tony is looking at the guy that his dad has always compared him to since birth. The guy that he could never measure up to. So they've always had some animosity before him. This movie, when they actually fought, just brought that shit out. Yeah. And so it just came to a head. So, yeah, I, I, that's why my, my number three. Like I said, I watched the movie repeatedly so many times. Yeah. No, it's dope. Oh, okay. even even the opening scene, they false crossbone, man. That could be a, a a ending movie in one of those lesser movies like Ant Man. That could be the ending scene. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, that, the cat movies are like my favorite movies. Out of they're, all. they're the best movies because yeah. they they go all out. Okay, number two. Okay, my number two is I got Avengers, the first one. Really? Okay. Yeah, and the and this basically this is yeah if I. If I named every comic book movie I loved, it'd, I'd have your list. I'd have it'd be nothing but comic book movies. But right, because you have to be the real movie enthusiast. We can't both be, you know, like geeks yeah. over this shit. Avengers basically covers Marvel, and the reason why I chose the first Avengers is because if the first Avengers wasn't as good as it was, they'd be the none of the universe. other movie. None of the other movies would have been made. Right, they'd so, be the DCU. Yeah, <laughs> the success of the very first Avengers movie paved the way for Civil War, for fucking Winter Soldier, for Black Panther and all the and Guardians of the Galaxy, all my favorite, you know, Homecoming and all that shit. So, yeah, and I saw Avengers like, I don't know, four or five times that summer. That was like my movie the summer where I just kept going back like, yeah, fuck yeah. It was like a new Star Wars movie to me. Yeah, hell yeah. You know, it got it. It brought it made me feel like a kid again. I mean, I was already kind of I I mean, I was already into the Marvel movies. I did see all the other MCU movies, you know. But I I thought, eh, they're all right, you know, and they're all right at best. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll um, say this. I'll say this. The Avengers, in my opinion, is the most impactful and influential movie of the 2010s. Yeah, it, it's like I, I mean, you want to say when did the Matrix come out? Twenty two thousand, same name. Nine ninety nine. 
Okay, so you can't really count that. But I'd, I'd, I'd go on a limb and say, even though it came out in 99, The Matrix was the most influential movie of the last decade. Uh, well, okay. of the of the 2000 decade. Yeah, yeah. Now, The Avengers was by far the most influential movie of this decade because this is the, this is the movie that just made, okay, superhero movies are the thing. Because superhero movies always been around. Like, Spider-Man movie might yeah. come out every now and then. X-Men movie might come out every now and then. But nobody, they didn't just dominate. Yeah. You know, and we had those we, shitty Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, and it shitty that no one gave a fuck about. You know? Green Lantern, some shit come out. Ghost Rider, you know. Yeah. But when Avengers hit, it's just like, okay, this is the theme now. Like the, we yeah. need to start chasing the Avengers. So every and it wasn't just superhero movies. Regular ass movies started. We need to be like the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Fast and the Furious was a movie about car thieves that try, try to steal VCRs. That's what the first movie did. <laughs> now, post in the post Avengers world, they're fighting nuclear arm dealers, you know, yeah. over drones and shit like that. He's fighting a cyborg and he's fighting he's fighting winter soldiers. He's fighting, fighting a cyborg. They're being, you know, drafted by, you know, undercover secret agents nobody ever heard of because they're the yeah. best of the best of the best. And they're yeah. basically superheroes in cars. They can't be killed. Vin Diesel can't be killed in these movies. Yeah. They work for Shield. Basically, yeah. So they so they went from car thieves to basically the Avengers. Yeah. You know, and it's it's so many other franchises just like too. Everything has to be uh, a cinematic universe now. Mm-hmm. You know, what was that mummy movie or some shit? Yeah, you know? that that tanked. Yeah. Right, because we gotta be, you know, so the Avengers started shit like this is what every movie has been chasing now. Good or bad. You can you can argue over both whether whether it had a good influence or a bad influence, but it's still either way the most influential movie of this decade. Yeah, it was it was like what you said, lightning in a bottle. Yep. If it, if it if if Avengers bombed, that would have been it. You know, that would have been it for. I mean, they they might have still made Marvel movies, but would we give a fuck? Would we would Endgame made a billion dollars? You know what I mean? Right. Because like, honestly, so it, when the movie came, it was a movie that nobody thought would work. They're like, "There's no yeah. way this movie can work." And yeah, it, it worked. The, and it did. And the audience loved it. And that paved the way. That legitimized the MCU. And legitimize comic book movies. That's the reason why I can go to Target and buy a fucking Avengers shirt. Right, because it's know? funny. Like when the trailers of this movie came out, nobody knew who the fuck these people were. Other yeah. than Hulk, other than and even in the theater, people were like, "Why the fuck is, they, is that the Incredible Hulk? Why is he here?" Yeah, you know. Yeah, they didn't so, know who Captain America was. They definitely didn't know who Hawkeye was. Yeah, no one. Yeah, I mean, no one really knew these characters. Right. You know, Even though they had movies, nobody saw those movies, so no one cared. Yeah, they they weren't. I mean, yeah, I mean, because we're comic book fans, we saw them, but the general public didn't. Know. Yeah, Avengers made comic books popular to the to non comic book fans, and yep. that's what mattered. You know, because we're we're in the bag. I mean, we saw those shitty Fantastic Four movies and shit, right. but non comic book fans, the general public gave a shit. The general public knows who Thanos is. Who the fuck would have ever thought? that you know what i mean right and i kept telling people about it wait till they show and like when and we even in avengers he was teasing avengers like so we went nuts when we saw thanos yeah i was like thanos like holy shit they're digging deep like i hadn't even thought of the name thanos since i like high school right (laughs) so you got half of the crowd going fucking nuts over and the other crowd like who the fuck is that i like thanos like really holy shit like I could think of like 10 other Marvel villains before I think of Thanos. Right. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't understand the licensing at the time and like, you know, all that shit. Like, where's Dr. Doom? Where's Magneto? And blah, 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 blah. You know, but where's Kang? You know, <laughs> right. 
they you know, had but, to go with the guy that they had the rights to. Yeah, and I was like, but Thanos, I was like, damn, they're that's a that's like a really deep pull, right. you know. But now everybody know everybody in the world knows who the fuck Thanos is. What, <laughs> <laughs> it is weird, like when that movie, every girlfriend asked their nerdy ass boyfriend, "Wait, who is this?" Yeah, let me, I'll explain it to you after we get out of the theater, you know. And it all goes. Oh, and, that's another influence. The end credit scene. Yeah. We are we are so programmed for that now. We'll watch a romantic comedy and stay after the end credit scene just yeah. to see, just in case something pops up. Yeah, you know they're not gonna have a yeah. sequel to uh, Book Smart or some shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it all goes back to the Avengers. The Avengers is the catalyst for the success of comic book movies, and that's why yeah. I made my list. Okay, didn't make my list, but I, I see what you're saying. Okay, am I next? Yeah. That was your number, number two? Okay, so... That was number two. Okay, my number two. That was your number two, so my number two. My number two is Endgame. Okay. Okay. Now, it's funny because you said Avengers, and I put Endgame in there because and it's funny if you watch Avengers and you watch the progression from where they were in Avengers to Endgame, where you got 50 fucking heroes just all over the place when this movie was just six. You know, and six in 2012 blew our minds. Now we're in 2019 and we got 60 or 100, whatever the fuck is on there. And, and that's where we're going from that one. And like I said, it's another three hour movie that I can watch at any time. It has some of the most awesome cinematic moments that I've ever seen, me personally. Cap catching uh, Thor's hammer, you know, throwing lightning at Thanos, the on your left scene with everybody coming out, you know, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Just, just great. Even the fact that it's the beginning of the movie, like a lot of people don't like the beginning of the uh, movie, but I thought it was awesome. Just the fact that just go in there, just kill Thanos. Just forget up. You're like, what the fuck <laughs> you going with this? Okay. Then you see, you know, Cap in therapy. You're like, wait, what? You know, but it was interesting seeing them do that stuff because, like I said, Chris Evans is an underrated actor, so he can do those things. You know, yeah. uh, people upset about, you know, the Professor Hulk. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I was way, I, I knew that was the only way they can go with it to do Professor Hulk, so I was happy with that. They made Hawkeye cool. What the fuck? People forget <laughs> about that. <laughs> You know, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I don't think I have to explain this movie too much because it's just it was just an awesome movie. It, like the whole theater cried when Tony Stark died. That should be enough for them. So yeah, well, and that's what Marvel has done. I keep saying that Marvel made us give a shit about these people. You know, right. they they gave us made us give a shit about character. They they emphasized on characters and making them human, and that's how why we related to them, and that's why you know we we identified and you know. Why it resonated with audiences because we cared about these characters. So, yeah, so that's why it's my number two. So, you can go ahead and give me your number one movie of the decade. Number one, yeah, this I was wondering where to put this, and then I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna put it as number one because it's that badass. Mad Max Fury Road, nice, okay, okay. I was wondering where it was gonna be on your list. Yeah, I, I was like, you know, just because. I think it represents the retro, that sort of retro uh, trend that's been going on this past. I think retro, mm-hmm. going back to the past, digging into like, you know, our dirty past has been like a thing this past decade. I think that part of it is because of the MCU, you know, uh, comic book movies, going, you know, Stranger Things, going back to the 80s and just this whole retro thing. And this is another remake. This is a reboot. Um you know, taking an 80s franchise and rebooting it and making it. But not only did they reboot it, they made it relevant for today. It totally touches upon things that we deal with today, the environment, 
the nature of, again, man and war and uh, uh, where we're headed as a, as a species on this planet. And, um, and it's just on top of all that shit, it's just an awesome fucking movie. It's got some of the coolest action I've seen. <laughs> visuals too. Visuals and, were insane. Visually, yeah. it's it's just so it looks awesome. The action's awesome. The stunts are awesome. When you find out how little CGI was put into this fucking movie, it's crazy that no one fucking died. You know, mm-hmm. right? Or well, maybe they did, didn't say anything. <laughs> and George Miller, who's in his seventies, the fact that he <laughs> he did this in his seventies is crazy. That this is old school filmmaking at its finest. Like they don't do this really anymore. You know, Disney doesn't do this. It's all green screen. You're all on a sound. They'll green screen. Star Wars. They'll they'll green screen a gun in Nick Fury's hand. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars is getting to be that way now. They they rarely go on location anymore. This is all on location. That's the thing about the Rev. Why I put the Revenant on there. That's all in location. That's all out in the gritty outdoors braving the elements and you know putting actors out there and capturing real environments and that's what this movie did they went out to a desert and filmed these crazy ass stunts in camera <laughs> and then made it also made it matter it made the movie matter so this is a reboot that is relevant to today still so that's why i got it on there so mamex fury road no more movie decade cool uh, my number one movie, uh, only one movie left is Avengers: Infinity War. Okay, best one. <laughs> had to set you up for the get Yeah, Infinity War is the best movie of the decade. Better than Endgame because if you just watch that movie just by itself, that ending shocked everybody because it's the Avengers. They're the good guys. They always I win. Yeah. I didn't see it opening weekend, so it kind of got spoiled for me. But oh yeah, yeah. It got spoiled. <laughs> But everybody else was just shocked. Like it was one of those Empire Strike Back type of ending, you know, where you think Luke's gonna beat Vader. Nah, he gets the shit beat out of him. You know, same thing with this one, where the bad guy wins. And those type of movies are just sh- wait, wait, that's not supposed to happen. They're the Avengers. They're supposed to be the Earth's mightiest heroes. They're supposed to be the strongest superheroes we've ever seen in a movie theater. And you tell me one guy can beat them? And but it was interesting how they do it because the way the movie paced itself. It's like it was a race. Like maybe the Avengers could win, or maybe Thanos could win, or maybe the Avengers did one thing differently they could have won, or you know, if Thanos made one simple mistake, he would have lost. So it's like a race to see through the end. At the end, Thanos won, and the reason he won because basically he kept saying, because that's the thing about the Avengers: Infinity War is that Thanos is the protagonist of the movie. Okay. So, yeah, that if you really think about it that way, and he's basically saying that the reason he's going to beat them is because his will is stronger than them, because he's willing to go to certain lengths that they that the Avengers won't go to. The Avengers, like, when they get to that point, they're just like, nah, we can't do that because we're the Avengers. We're the good guys. We can't go that far. Thanos like, no, I'm going to take it as far as I need to go, and because he's willing to take it that extra step, he can win. Like, like if one little bitty thing went wrong, if, Thanos, if, if Thor would have came a second earlier, if you aim for the head, you know, uh, if Star-Lord didn't flip out, you no, know, people still pissed off at him for that, <laughs> you know. Uh, that just, pussy whip, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> just the interaction that everybody was with each other. Uh, I, it gave me the Rocket and Thor group combo that I never knew I wanted, you know. Yeah, just watching Guardians cool, yeah. with Thor hanging with each other or 
I, uh, Tony and Doctor Strange bickering with each other, just just like that shit, you know. Uh, yeah, man, I, I just watched the movies over and over again. It, it, plus, it wasn't three hours long. It was a little bit simpler. Get in, get out, and just that shocking ending where everybody's like, wait, wait, what? Just watching everybody's face in the theater, like, the movie can't end like that and then the credits roll. Like, it just can't end like this. Yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's what I got. So that's our top ten movies of the uh top five movies of the decade. That's it. So uh I'm trying to think what we're gonna we are gonna kinda speed this a little bit more, but I guess next we're gonna do T V shows. Sure. Okay. I'll I'll let you go first because I know your list is gonna be more respectable than mine. Okay, are we go are we just doing back and forth like before? Yeah, just back and forth, yeah. Okay, my number five T V show of the decade, mm-hmm. I got Walking Dead. I, I knew um, number five? I didn't expect it to be that low. Nah, it's Walking Dead. I haven't, but I haven't stayed with it. I haven't watched it. After the Watchmen came on, I fell behind. <laughs> <laughs> but what can I say? I mean, I mean, I'm a, I'm a horror fan. I love the comic. Um, this was a big deal for me, um, and I was really into those first few seasons, like re- religiously into it, and um, and not being able to talk about shit because I had read the comics, that was like a big, that was, that was a struggle. The struggle not to let spoilers away, because all of a sudden, the whole world, like non-comic book fans were all over this shit. And I knew about what certain things that had happened, and I couldn't talk about shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that, 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 that was a good five years of keeping my mouth shut. So just on that, that's got to, it's made my list. So the decade, half a decade I spent <laughs> concerned about this show so and it still comes on right it's still on yeah okay you know. all right cool uh number five my list what i got here oh here's the thing eli we, we're gonna just do shows that came out 2010 and above because yeah that was one show that i'm mad that i couldn't put on the list and you know what that show was this didn't make the list but it's a community i got community on there 2009 didn't count yeah but it still came out it's they had like fucking five seasons though through well no they had six yeah it did have six yeah Yeah. because it came on yahoo yeah but it was at like it it came out the end of 2009 okay we'll count it we'll count it we'll count it yeah since it's on your list it's on my list man okay okay cool (laughs) i'm I'm gonna just keep going with my list what i got it because i was gonna put it but it's like it's 2009 but anyway number five atlanta okay yeah uh like i said donald glover has shown that he's just a fucking genius this show was amazing. It's it's weird, trippy. It's pretty much just like it's like a, a open platform where he can make any episode that he wants. And it yeah. works. It's just yeah. sometimes it's like a love story, sometimes it's episodic, sometimes it's like a complete story going on. Sometimes it's like a fantasy show. But it's always seemed like it's a, a, a narrative that's going through the end of the season, which I don't know how he makes that work. But he yeah. made it work. So sometimes yeah. it's yeah. There's like I mean, there's elements of comedy, but then it goes into drama, and mm-hmm. there's like that one, like where it almost gets into horror, you know? Right. <laughs> like there's some creepy scenes, you know, like you know, Florida Man and all that shit. Florida. <laughs> he introduced the world of Florida Man. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't know that was a thing until we started. Oh damn, people are crazy in Florida. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, no, Atlanta's great. I love that show. It didn't make my top five, but cool. That's cool. I'm like, I, said, I know your list is going to be more respectable. So uh, you give me number four. Uh, number four, I got Rick and Morty. I've never seen the uh, episode, but okay. Uh, animated. It's basically South Park meets Doctor Who. Uh, this crazy 
genius scientist and his neurotic little grandson go on these adventures through time and space and fuck with alternate realities. And it's just a wild, trippy show. It's hilarious, but it also gets very dark. And there's some really dark shit on there where it gets, you know, there's some fucked up. It gets fucked up at times. Um, but it's, it's also, uh, it, it's, it can get really poignant and, 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 and heartfelt at times, too. So, yeah. Rick and Morty. Okay, cool. Um, don't really have an opinion because, like I said, I've never seen it, but I've, I've heard a lot of things about it, especially the stupid shit like Pickle Rick and people are, you know, trash oh, yeah. McDonald's, you know. Yeah. Uh, number four. I, I, I struggled to put this on the list, but I'm going to put this on the because it was so, so fucking awesome. American Crime Story. Now, for those who don't know what that is, American Crime Story was that show where the People vs. OJ came on. So, oh, okay. Yeah, that one. So, like I said, it was actually a complete whole TV show. I think it was like 10 episodes for the first one. And then the second season was uh, the Giovanni Versace murder. Now, okay. they have a third one coming out this year, but I don't think they said what's going to be. Maybe like Eric and the Menendez brothers. I don't know what it's going to be. We'll, we'll see what it's going to be from there. But just the OJ shit alone was just mind blowing to me. It, it took me back. As a 14-year-old, whatever the fuck I was, you know, uh, watching the OJ chase, bringing up the stuff, some stuff I didn't realize was going on. They really? really? You're only 14? I can't remember. I, I can't remember how old I was. And I, I, I want to say God I was damn. 14. How old are you? I'm like old as fuck now. I'm 40. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm 45. Okay. okay. Not that bad. Yeah, not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was just, it took me back to that time when I was a teenager and just reliving it all the time and just reliving you know the whole thing it was going to it, was, it took me back like oh then since I, my mind was so young it was a lot of stuff i didn't realize that was going on at the time that it fleshed out a lot of stuff behind the scenes it didn't never came out right out and say did oj did it but at the same time it kind of said yeah oj did it you know <laughs> uh basically robert kardashian was a piece of shit you know even though rest in peace <laughs> uh <laughs> Basically, that's what broke up the Kardashian marriage. It's so much crazy stuff that happened there where you connect the dots like, oh, man. Okay. Oh, uh, hell, one of the Kardashians might be OJ's kids. You know, all kind oh, of crazy yeah, shit. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the one that don't look like the rest of them. That You can tell. You look at me like, yeah, it's you. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's why it's on my list. So, yeah. All right. So, my number three, I have Game of Thrones. Um, okay. Last season, the last few episodes of the final season might have dropped the ball. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be higher on your list. But I got to admit I was the the show was dope. It 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 was something I look forward to every year for a lot of years this decade. Um spark conversations um brought like again non-geeks together. My sister who doesn't like any of this shit. She's not into comic books or fantasy or Lord of the Rings or any of that shit, but she got into Game of Thrones. All of a sudden, she's talking about dragons and fucking magical spells and shit. Um, and so, and, but the show really dove into the characters and why characters did things. And um, it was just very riveting television. For a long time, uh, it's just too bad it didn't end that as much as, as cool as we thought. But I got I gotta give it props because it, it was it, it was cool. It was cool for a while. 
I've never seen an episode, but it was all over my time feed. So yeah. yeah, you know, so Game of Thrones, my number three spot. Oh, my number three. Where am I? Okay, my number three, and it's like I said, you gonna. I know I can, I'm gonna feel you rolling your eyes at me when I say this, Eli, but I don't care. The Flash. I almost put that on my list. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, but, I, it almost made my list. Okay, but we're now, only doing five. So. We're only doing five, yeah. Like I yeah. said, I, I get it. Just like you said, Game of Thrones fell off in the last couple of seasons. Has the Flash been as good as it is now as it was? No, it's not. It, it's falling off also. But that first season, like the first two or three seasons? The first two, especially the first season. Was that first great. season was insane. Yeah. I was like, it was blowing my mind because it, it gave me everything that I wanted. It wasn't like Smallville where he's becoming a superhero. He's learning. No, he's Flash. He's in there doing all insane shit, fighting all the insane bad guys. He has an overarching villain that's trying to take. And, and the way they wrote that shit. It was awesome, like, yeah, Flash technically in the timeline is supposed to be older, but I wanted to fuck with him, so I went back in time, killed his mom. Awesome shit, man. I just, I just love it. Uh, I almost put Arrow on there, cause Arrow, but Flash was just that much better of a show, because Arrow, like, first couple seasons was awesome, too. Especially when he was just, like, murdering people left and right and shit. Yeah, yeah, I was tempted to put one of the CW shows, because I was into those shows for a long time. Yeah. Until, like, the last few years, I haven't really watched any of them, but. Yeah. But the but but out, yeah, out of those ones, it would have been the Flash. Yeah, because the Flash was a first... much better show out of the like the first season, yeah. one of my favorite like single seasons of TV like ever. That that yeah. shit was amazing for me. No. Yeah, uh, so. that was great. Yeah, almost made my list, not quite. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, my number two. Number two, it struggled. It waffled back and forth, but I put Watchmen. What? Okay. Yeah, my number two Watchmen. And uh, what can I say that we haven't already said about this show? It yeah, we, like... we, we, we suck <laughs> blue dick for like the last three episodes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a sequel to one of the greatest comics ever written. It sounded like a bad idea. I didn't think I was going to like it. I only watched the first episode just out of curiosity, just to sh- basically shit on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was prepared to hate it. And I did not hate it at all. And it turned out to be one of the best shows ever. <laughs> yep. And it pushed buttons. It pissed people off. Uh, talked about relevant issues. Talked about race in a way that most shows and media and art is afraid to do so. It's basically public enemy on a, of a TV show. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That same shit that other motherfuckers are afraid to say. Right. And they that's said what they I didn't care who they offended. Yeah, they didn't. They don't give a fuck. NWA, they don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, KRS One. It's the KRS One of TV, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Watchmen, my number two. Okay, my number two, Eli. Now I know this one. You're gonna give me an eye roll on this one. No. Okay. Uh, number two, The Good Place. I never seen that. What is that? I love that fuck. It comes on NBC regular show. There's no cursing anything like that. It's just a simple show about four people. That died and went. I hate to tell you that because one of the reasons of the spoiler is the reason it's on the on my list. But fuck it, I spoil it for you. Okay, so <laughs> okay. the first season, basically these people died and they went to heaven. And but they one of the people realized that they they kind of sucked in real life, so they really shouldn't be in heaven. So they were kind of sneaking around and like, okay, teach me how to be a good person so I can you know make believe I'm in heaven. But it turns out. All of them have been shitty people, and they're not in heaven. They're really in hell the whole time. Okay. Yeah. So, Who the fuck's on this show? Oh, uh, Kristen Bale, not Batman, the, the girl. 
Oh, I don't know. Christine Bale, not Christian Bale. Oh, yeah. Veronica Mars or whatever. Her, That's Veronica Mars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the only. Oh, uh, Ted Danson. He he's the angel that actually flips around, and turns out to be a demon. Oh, okay. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, or whatever. Oh, uh, everybody else, I have no idea who they are. It's just random people, but they're all in. By the time, like, they're interesting characters. In, in the right so you won't know who they are they're not famous actors but you're gonna be like oh that's that person oh that's that person so like even if they play another role in another movie you'll be oh you're that guy from that he's always gonna be that person so that's how that show is it's just the whole show is basically about philosophy how to be a good person is being a good person even a thing you know it doesn't even though it's really not they never really go into religion you know about like heaven hell muhammad they don't do that they just keep it like as vague as possible so you kind of just take away from it what you want you know basically about you know being a good person or to just being a good person you know they talk about philosophy and more stuff like that and it's just a really interesting show and i sit back and like man i learned something from this show you know that's <laughs> that's why it's my mine in it my uh number two cool I, yeah i never never really never heard of it really <laughs> honestly i don't think you could i don't i, don't, I wouldn't imagine you liking this show okay <laughs> okay <laughs> just just put it out there all right all right all right well my number one is community i yeah i know it technically it came out the first it, it, season it started have been mine but I, I didn't put it on there but since yeah, you said, I, yeah yeah i mean in 2009 that would have been the fall of 2009 so it would have been but, the 2010 season so yeah you're yeah. right yeah so, um, but I mean, and I'll admit that that first season, the only reason why I started watching this is because it came on after, I think the office, cause I was watching the office and then oh, I think it came on before the office or something. It was on the yeah. same night as like the office. So I'd watch that and then I'd watch it after or whatever, or whatever. And I just, it was, or it was in between a couple of shows that I did watch. So I would just like leave it on. Sometimes I'd watch an episode. Sometimes I'd be doing shit, but I, it wasn't until that that I think the season finale of that first season with the paintball yeah. episode, that first paintball oh, episode. Justin Lin directed the episode. Yeah, and um, that's where I was like, okay, this is a good show. And then I gave the season two came, and I again it came on in that same block of Thursday night TV I watched, but I believe it was the Dungeons and Dragons episode. Yeah, that Where was, I was like that. That I never, I never played an episode of Dungeon Dragon before, but that episode was amazing. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm hooked. I'm watching. <laughs> this is uh, this. I'm gonna start watching the show from them. And I, I believe that's when the Russo brothers joined the show. No, 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 no. no. The Russo brothers from, was from the beginning. Were they on the beginning? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That like they they were the showrunners of the show. That's how yeah, they got. The, that's Dan how they got the, uh, I know Dan, Dan Harmon did the first. Yeah, he created it. But I know eventually, yeah, that the Russo brothers, yeah, that they did get on there and um. Yeah, they directed yeah. a lot of the first episode. Like I think, like like the either the first two seasons or three seasons. It was all I know the two first two seasons. Because at the end, then they jumped tomorrow. That's yeah. how they got noticed. That's how they were looking like. Look at the look, the, like that paintball episode in season two. That's how they got the Marvel job. Yeah, the two parter. The two parter. Like two That's when yeah. Marvel saw them. They were like, "Give me those guys. Let yeah. them do Winter Soldier." And matter of fact, they before Winter Soldier even came out, they already signed them to another Marvel deal. So. Community might be the most influential, impactful TV show of the decade. The most nerdiest show of all time. Because Yeah, if so you want to go about Big Bang Theory, fuck Big Bang Theory. So many references. Yeah, because I didn't even really start watching Big Bang Theory until like 2012 or 2013. Right, when you know? that shit came out, right. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, but this was like, um, 
it like made so many references to nerdy stuff because because you know Troy and Abed, they those guys were nerds. Yep. You know there was like the zombie episode where they uh, had the Halloween zombie party. You know and you know uh, what's his uh. Troy was in was it Inspector Space Time it was like a whole thing on Doctor Who. Yeah, Doctor Who. They went to like a Comic Con or something. Yeah. Yeah, he was like making references to Batman. He did the Batman episode where he was Batman and he was looking for the DVD and shit. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and then there was like the animated episode. It was oh, like yeah, remember the Scorsese episode? Yes. <laughs> that that was amazing. They did like a Goodfellas episode yeah. where, uh, where they were like like stealing chicken or some chicken shit. Like wing. That. they were doing the chicken strips. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken strip shit but then uh there was that one um the like anime where it's the foosball episode where it turned into anime between shirley and uh uh, uh jeff and they were doing foosball it was like animated version of foosball and oh shit. yeah i remember that yeah <laughs> but you know so it was like one of the nerdiest shows of all time that i and it's it's sad that it was always struggling because then Harmon got fired and a couple of seasons kind of actually you know, it did wane towards the end because people started, you know, you had Donald Glover or uh, that's his name, Donald Glover, right? Yeah, no, yeah, not Danny Glover, Donald not Glover. Danny yeah. Glover. Yeah, Donald Glover left, Shirley ended up leaving, and mm-hmm. you had, you know, some of the cast members not, you know, they were play some of them. Oh, uh, the, Chevy Chase. Chevy got Chase fired left. Because he said some racist shit to Donald Glover. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it got, it got, it, but, I, but I still followed it to Yahoo. Like I actually got the and those episodes were good, and they were good. The Karate Kid episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. Once they got Harmon back, it was good again. Like so, some of that season six episode, like they were making fun of themselves, and that, that's why this shit was funny, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was one. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. I actually have like a season on DVD, you know, yeah. like I had like on DVD, not Blu-ray. Like I like when it came out, I bought. And as a matter of fact, let me talk about that sixth season in a movie quote. People confuse that quote. They weren't talking about themselves. They were talking about this other bullshit. Cape. Uh, the cape. They were talking about the cape. That's what it was. They made a joke saying that show's not going to last three weeks. And that's when he said sixth season in the movie. He wasn't talking about community. He was talking about the cape, which fucking sucked. Because yeah. Troy was like, like that show. Right. So he was running around with a cape on trying to whip it. Right. That show sucks. Six seasons in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the community might have like the most quotable lines out of any other than the office other than the office the community might have the most quotable lines of niggas. they said so much quotable shit in there that, that i say to this day on this podcast i quote the community all the time you do too yeah, Eli. <laughs> yeah. yeah i do yeah. it's on hulu which i'm i always watch it on hulu when i'm just bored I'll, i mean yeah people say oh the office the office i know for me it's community yeah well, so if you want to know the shit. mind of our crazy <laughs> so watch the community then you understand why we're so warped Miles Morales. The community Miles damn near Morales. invented Miles Morales. Matter of fact, yeah. it was an Easter egg. Donald Glover actually, like, on one of the season premieres, woke up with a Spider-Man outfit, and people were like, he needs to be Spider-Man. Boom. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where the shit started from. Yeah, that's where Bendis got the idea. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. We, we so, can talk about community all day, but that's not what we're here for. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's my number one TV show of the decade. I had Watchmen, <laughs> but I'm going to change the community also. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we're gonna go to uh, we're gonna skip music. I don't. I don't want to talk about it because it's it's too weird. Uh, video games. No video games. Shit. You want to do video games? Go ahead. Okay. Tell you what. This is the video game section. <laughs> we're gonna just move on to the video game section right now. So we're gonna start there. I'll I'll let you. You you got a top five? Anything? 
Of video games? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Well, fuck it. I just go. I'll just let you go. Okay, yeah. I'll just go then. Okay. So, yeah. The video games, I'm just go with my top five. First, I got, I got two lists. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to do my top five, like, uh, single-player games. And then I'm doing top five fighting games because that's what I like to play more than anything, fighting games. So, top five. Fifth one, The Last of Us. Number four, Spider-Man. PS4. Okay. Yep. Uh, number three, Batman Arkham City. Okay. Uh, yeah. Number two, Mass Effect 2. Love that fucking game. Love that fucking game. And number one, Grand Theft Auto V. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with Grand Theft Auto V. And it's on Xbox Live Game Pass. We've got to go get that. So, top five fighting games. Let's see here we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to move on from that. Uh, number five, King of Fighters 13. Love that fucking game. Game is amazing. Uh, yeah. It, it, they made a bunch of them. Uh, number four, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. That game is amazing. Okay. Yeah, played it made by the same folks that made Guilty Gear, but whatever like that. Number three, Tekken 7. People, please stop naming Tekken 3 as your favorite Tekken, because it's not. Tekken 7 is the best Tekken. It's better than a fucking 20-year-old game that doesn't look like shit. It's a better game. Tekken 7. Go with it. Okay. Number five. My personal favorite. I know everybody is divisive, but my personal favorite Street Fighter 5. I love it. I'm going to get back onto it in January. Uh, I'm gonna like really dig into it because it's they revamped the game from the ground up and got all kind of new characters stuff like that. So yeah, and I'm gonna be streaming. So check the channel. You'll see me play it. Number one, my favorite. No, not my favorite. The best. The best fighting game of the 2010 decade. Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Game is Three? amazing. Game okay, is fucking yeah. amazing. You got. Ghost I had Rattle. that. Oh, you got it? Yeah, you do got it. That's right. I, I had that, yeah. Yeah, you're playing it. Okay. Because it's got Ghost Rider. It's got Hawkeye. It's got Taskmaster. Uh, it's got Nova. Like, what the, what the fuck is Nova on there? Awesome. <laughs> you know. Uh, Dante from Devil May Cry is on there with oh, his brother Virgil and shit. Yeah. Uh, just so much awesome shit on there, man. I, I, Rocket Raccoon. That's the first time I've heard of Rocket Raccoon on there. I remember playing against my, uh, my buddy and... I was like, I don't know who the fuck this raccoon is, but I'm just pick him up and start beating his ass with him. You're like, fuck you <laughs> and that fucking raccoon. I don't know who the fuck he is, but get the fuck out of my house. You know, I like. So when the movie came out, I was like, hey, he's from the video game. So yeah, even back then they knew the MCU was coming, so they were, you know, starting to put their characters in there and shit like that. So yeah. That being said, we actually move on to the next part of the podcast. Sure. Okay. Roundabout way, but we're finally here where we need to be. So this is the comic book. Bullies, where we talk about comic books, because this is our, like our bread and butter. So we're gonna talk about not the oh the number one. I, I will say this quickly. That I'm not gonna do a five five list because I don't know off the top of my head. All I do know is that the number one comic book, well the number one selling comic book of last decade was Star Wars number one. Oh, was it? Yeah, the one that came out I think like 2015, like right after the Force Awakens. Okay, I got it, that. It is the only. Hang on to it. Actually, don't because it's not even worth anything. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> because it is the only comic of the 2010 decade that sold over a million copies. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's a big deal. All right. God damn. Yeah. So, that means it won't be... Let me, let me break down economics to people. So, if the comic is the only comic that sold a million dollars, I mean a million copies, that means 10 years from now, it's not going to be worth anything. Because everybody has a copy. Mm-hmm. So... Don't think you're going to, you know, buy it and invest in it and send your kids to college. No, it's going to probably be worth less money 10 years from now than it will be now. But hang on to it because I looked at it briefly and it looked like a great story. Oh, Jason Aaron wrote it. Yeah, he did. Jason Aaron is like a comic god now. So, yeah. Um, 
that being said let's actually move on to the actual podcast we're talking about comic books we're gonna jump into it and the book we're gonna start off with is x-men number four uh, oh Eli- we're not gonna do the we're not gonna do the best comics of the decade i mean we can yeah because we don't section, have to I mean, we don't have to i don't know yeah, let's do it. Best comic books in a decade. Yeah, we can do it. I don't have a list. I'm just free ball, uh, freestyle top of my head. But yeah, you can go first and I'll get inspired. Well, I, just like got, I, said, I, didn't, I didn't put these shit in order. So I'm just going to read everything. Okay, you go <laughs> and then I'll go. But like I said, okay. this is not comic book like individual. We're talking about comic book storylines or graphic novels or trade paperbacks. That's where we're going with it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'll do Murder Falcon because it was awesome. I talked about Murder Falcon. Mm-hmm. Scalped. Jason Aaron writing Indian shit, even though he thinks people in South Dakota sound talk like people in the South. Right, I'm um, like that culture appropriation. <laughs> but I, I, I guess it's like you know Jonathan Hickman writing Black Panther. So it's it's him doing uh it's him doing Thunderheart or doing like the stuff with Leonard Peltier. It's his version of that. Yeah. Um, it was all it almost made it. It was they were going to do a TV show, but they didn't. Pick, the pilot was never picked up, so now it's not going to be a TV show. Yeah, maybe um, a movie down the road. You never know. Yeah, um, I gotta say the Flintstones, those that these those DC reboots of the Hanna Barbera shit. Um, Go yeah, with that, you? Uh, Flintstones, the the uh, the first run of the Flintstones was really good. Okay, uh, dealt with a lot of uh, uh, issues, you know, a lot of political commentary through Flintstones. Um, I gotta say the Archie horror line. Never would have thought I would have got into Archie, but the only reason why I know of these characters is because of those horror books that the Archie put out, Afterlife. Jughead the Hunger, Sabrina, the, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, uh, Vampirotica now. So just I'm Archie Horror. Um, Vader Down, out of those Star Wars books, the Vader story was dope. It introduced us to Dr. Afra. It, um, uh, it introduced us to, oh, oh that, that, just Vader. The Vader book was dope. Of course, Immortal Hulk, I keep fucking blowing that. Um, James Tinian's uh, Detective Comet run was awesome. It was okay. basically X Men with with in in, uh, in Batman, um, Witches with the Y by Scott Snyder, awesome horror book. Got my number one signed by Snyder just a couple months ago. Nice. Okay. Um, I got Vision, Tom King's Vision run. Made classic. Classic, great. Which um, is why I'm excited for One Division. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which has been hopefully. moved up to this year because everybody's been canceling their uh, subscriptions. Yeah, um, I got Venom, Donny Cates Venom run. Um, Aliens Defiance, one of the coolest alien stories to come out in a long time. I also got the Aliens versus Predator versus Prometheus, the Fire and Stone um, story arc where they just blended Aliens, Predator, Prometheus all in one continuous uh, arc, with, and they made it work. Um, Aquaman, the Throne of Atlantis story arc, and the Underworld story arc. Great, great, great runs. Secret Wars 2. Jonathan Hickman. Hey. Okay. That was dope. Um, uh, and then Batman, Death of the Family. You know, Joker ripping off his face. Basically what got me back into reading comics. This, You know, I hadn't read, read in comics in years. And I heard, hey, Joker ripped off his face. Really? I got to read that. <laughs> You know, and then when I found out it was Greg Capullo doing the art, I'm like, holy shit, that sounds awesome. Right. So, you speak spawn, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those that's my list of comics of the decade. <laughs> okay. Uh more than five. That's cool. That's cool. Uh I'm a, I, I'm not gonna do top five. I'm gonna just just roll off the list just like you did. 
uh, Avengers versus X Men. I don't care what anybody say. That shit was classic. Yeah, you always want to see all of the X Men versus all of the Avengers fighting over the Phoenix and shit like that. Awesome. Oh, uh, Secret War. That's also on there. Wars, War, whatever you want to call it. it is when, uh, matter of fact, actually, Jonathan Hickman entire Avengers run, his entire the whole thing, the Avengers and New Avengers run because the whole thing actually led up. You because you have to read that to get the Secret Wars anyway. But in between then, you got all kind of shit. You got the Infinity. Which uh part of Infinity War was based on that's the first time the Black Order showed up. That was the in Black that Order, event, yeah. yeah, in the Avengers yeah. book. Uh time runs out. Uh just that whole run was awesome. Uh Capullo and Snyder's Batman New Fifty Two run. The whole thing. The whole thing? The whole fuck the whole thing. One it was only fifty two issues. Even even only. even even Gordon in robot Batman suit. Okay. <laughs> mm. I didn't hate that. I didn't hate that though. I didn't hate it either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I mean, people hate it just because it's different, but I was like, I want to see what Gordon does, you know? And plus, he showed up again in one of those other Batman vs. Superman books. And I was like, hey, it's Gordon, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, I was happy to see him again. So, yeah, I'm including all that whole run because it was just awesome, man. Zero Hour, all that shit. Death in the Family, oh, yeah. Endgame. They had an Endgame story in that one, too. Court of Owls, that was fucking nuts. Court of Owls, yeah. 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 Oh, that first Justice League uh, New 52, the one with Jeff Johns and Jim Lee. Just okay, those first yeah. that whole run sucked. I mean, the whole, like, I can't say, get the entire run. Nah, it sucked. But that first six issues where they fought Dark Side, they come together and Superman just beat the fuck out of it. That was awesome. Classic. Classic shit. Oh, uh, yeah. what other ones? You know what? I'm going to put Secret Empire on there. Really? I'm going to put was Secret Empire. That, that was this decade? Yeah, like 2016. Really? Yeah. Oh, Secret Empire. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about Nazi Cap. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I was thinking of something else. I was thinking of Secret Invasion. No, that was that was last decade. That was definitely last decade. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Secret Empire, Nazi Cap. Look, I hated the concept of it, but reading it, I was like, it's actually pretty interesting. And on top of that, Donnie, uh, not in that case, uh, Tennessee Colts was able to actually spin a really good Captain America out of that aftermath of it. So for a while, like, for a while he did, yeah. For a while, then he he it eventually, you know, coach's gonna coach, you know. <laughs> so, but until then, it was actually was pretty interesting. So I go with that. I'm trying to think what other awesome run Vision, of course. Yeah, Vision is my favorite. So if you want to know what my number one is, that Vision is it. Oh, uh, shit! What else was it? I'm trying to blank. I read, I read so not, much. Not shit. Superman. Fuck no. <laughs> but but I am gonna put okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. When did uh All Star Superman come out? All Star Superman? Yeah. Did All Star Superman come out this decade? I don't know. I don't know if I read All Star Superman. I don't think it came out. I don't think I No the I don't know, this shit came out in two thousand five. <laughs> okay. Is All Star Batman the one that Schneider wrote? I'm trying to remember that one. Was that any good? And, and uh, him and uh, your boy, what's his name? Oh, yeah. No, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Because they, yeah. he was that Action Comics 8, uh, 118, whatever the fuck it is. I was going to pick it up, and I saw him drawing. I was like, nope, fuck that. <laughs> so, uh, But I'm going to put uh, Grant Morrison's Action Comics run on there. I thought that was awesome. He, he redid Superman, made Superman like an asshole. Basically, like it was back in the 30s. He he weakened him because he couldn't fly anymore. He could all he could do was jump. 
I thought that shit was awesome to see he was doing with that. Oh, uh, your Aquaman run, I'm a, the one that you name, I'm putting it on there too. That whole that whole Jeff Johns run. Yeah. Yeah, that that shit was awesome. Dan, like, Dan Abnett took over, and yeah. I, I kind of fell off after Dan Abnett. Yeah, I heard good things about rebirth, it. But, but even the rebirth, like I'm saying, when rebirth started and that whole underworld. Yeah. With, uh, yeah, that was cool too. And so, I, oh, and shit, House of X. Oh, okay. I know you're not going to put it there, but I'm going to put it there. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he reinvented the X-Men. He made me give a shit about the X-Men again. So, yeah, that's... uh. I think that's it. It's probably some more books that I'm forgetting about, but yeah, those were also. Oh, Mr. Miracle too. Mr. Miracle too. I gotta talk about Mr. Miracle. So, so okay. that's up there. Uh, that, that being said, can we move on to the actual comic book reviews? Let's do it. Alright, let's do it. Like I said, it's comic book reviews. The first one we're gonna talk about is X-Men number four. Uh, basically, the book, the cover is Professor X, Magneto, and Apocalypse in all three-piece suits. And they're going to, what is the place called? The World Economic Forum in Switzerland. So they invited there because, like I said, they're, they're a big deal now. Uh, Professor X may or may not be the the now the wealthiest man in the Marvel Universe. So, of course, they're going to invite them out there to have a conversation with them. They go out there. Uh, they meet. They have dinner. And what they eat, I, I got to tell you what they eat. Okay. They eat watermelon gazpacho infused with, uh, and I may be saying this wrong, habanero? Am I saying it right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Pablo Pablano chilies, so watermelon gazpacho. So I want to have that dinner because that's what the X Men eat. So okay. I don't know how much it costs. I'm gonna eat it and I'm gonna YouTube it when I eat it with shredded kale, mushrooms, bacon, and parmesan. So yeah, so I gotta eat that shit. So anyway, they're eating. Uh, they have a good time, and people just want to. And people ask, okay, hey Magneto, hey Professor X, and they see Apocalypse. They like, oh, uh, do I call you Insubordinate? Like you call me Apocalypse. You're human. You're not allowed to say my real name. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know. And then they sit there and basically the thing they're asking is like, what do you plan on doing? What do you plan on doing with these with these drugs you uh that you're selling us? Uh what 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 happen if you, you know, you decide to start another war with us? And and Magneto's like, haven't y'all realized that I've changed by now? Yes, a month ago I would have overtook your company, we lifted all your weapons off the ground and aimed them at you. But I don't have to do that anymore. Because I'm learning from what you guys do. You guys don't do that. So I'm gonna do the same thing that you guys do. What we're doing with the mutant kind, uh, we're gonna use your drug. We're gonna you're gonna buy our drugs from us. Uh, you're gonna pay us a lot of money, and we're gonna turn around. And we're gonna invest that money. We're gonna invest that money into your schools. We're gonna invest that money into your media. We're gonna invest that money into your politicians. So we're gonna control every influence and uh, influence that you guys have, and we're gonna be the main influencers on the planet. So. If you guys try to do anything against us, you won't be able to do anything because those people that make all the decisions in the world, we're going to make them, you know, obsolete. So, yeah, so mutant kind, so humankind may still fear us and hate us when it's all said and done, but when we're done, they won't have any power to do anything about it anyway. So, it doesn't matter. Everybody's like, wait, what the fuck? Like, yeah, the mutants are here. And then, on top of that, uh, the American ambassador is just like, well, what about, you know, Apparently, the Americans were going to send some some assassins to come kill, you know, Professor X, Magneto, and Apocalypse. But before they could do it, Cyclops and another mutant named Gorgon, I think he's like Wolverine villain, but there's no X-Men mutant villains anymore. Uh, Cyclops takes out the top half, and Gorgon, since there's a rule that X-Men can't kill humans anymore, he doesn't kill them. He just chopped their arms off, you know, you know, just to honor the deal. And 
Yeah, Magneto was like, so y'all either give it the program or that's it. You know, we're eventually going to take over. Y'all trying to assassinate Professor X. That's why he's really pissed right now. So he's the, he's the calm one. But eventually, y'all got to give it the program. So try, stop trying to kill us. They're trying to assassinate us. You just accept it that eventually we're going to take over. So they finish eating their uh, watermelon gazpacho and they leave and that's it. So, yeah. Awesome ass book. I know I ran through it because it's very, very dense. I want to give it a five, Eli. I really want to give it a five. Oh, damn. But I can't because I read a better book this week. I'm going to get a four. Oh, okay. Five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only because if it was any other book, any other week, I would have gave it a five. Yeah. All right. All right. My turn. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll go with uh, Punisher Soviet number three. Okay. So Punisher's uh, after this mo- Russian mob boss, um, but it turns out uh, every time he tries to go hit him, hit him and his crew, somebody already did it. Somebody already killed these guys and fucked him up and shit. And he finally uh, meets the guy, this uh, Russian dude. And basically this issue is him telling, he, him, and, him and Frank are kind of hanging out and they're telling him, uh, the Russians like giving him his backstory. He's telling him how he he fought in the Afghanistan war, and his his squad got like uh, ambushed, and um, that he may have gotten ambushed by the mob boss that they're after, and that's why this Russian dude's after the same guy Frank's after. So uh, that's about it. It's just a, a backstory into the Russian guy, the Russian hitman's. Uh, life and his time in the war and it it gets it's it's garth ennis uh, so it gets really violent it's gory and it's cool uh four out of five okay cool uh next book i have is oh yeah Thor number one i did not read this yep danny case y'all danny cates almost yep. did <laughs> because danny case name was on it so yeah. yeah let me just jump into what's going on with this book Okay, so the book actually starts off with like a really biblical saying like, lo, in the beginning there was darkness and then there was lightning and then he said, let there be thunder. You know, it was like really, but basically what it is is this Thor is just throwing Monier through all the ten realms. Not nine realms, it's ten realms because they added one, you know. I'm not going to name all, I can't remember all them damn names. I'm going to try. Okay, off the top of my head. Vanaheim, Alfheim, Moselheim, Swallowheim, the dark world, you know that one. Niflheim, that's hell, that's where hell runs. Uh, heaven, which is the 10th realm, they added. Uh, Asgard, of course. Uh, I probably ran some other ones. And Midgard, of course. The Jotunheim. Jotunheim, shit, how did I forget Jotunheim? The ice, the frost giants, yeah. Okay, so he's throwing the hammer all through the 10 realms all the way to Midgard. And when you get to Midgard, it goes all the way to Manhattan and you see the Avengers fighting some what what coats uh uh case in, in in the back of the note said he calls it a kirby monster <laughs> you know? uh so basically the avengers are fighting this monster having a hard time with it and then monia just goes right through the middle of it just kills it automatically they're like wait what the fuck and then tony looks at the hammer he's like you know what anybody got a sharpie you know with this shitty grin on his face so thor calls the hammer back to him and when he gets the hammer back uh he sees and written on his hammer hold up let me not fuck this up Nice shot. Enjoy your retirement. Now, this has already been memed. <laughs> so basically, people is like, uh, Tony, uh, and you got a Sharpie? And then when Tony, uh, when Thor grabs the hammer, it's already been people reading it like, yeah, this fucking comic sucks. You know, or some shit like that, you know. But anyway, 
Thor is now the king of Asgard. He's missing an eye because all this shit happened in War of the Realms that he had to give up his eye to become worthy or get wisdom or some bullshit like that. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, he's missing an eye. Arm is still gone. So he's got the destroyer armor on him. Sif is now, since he's the king of Asgard, Sif's basically like the, the guardian of Asgard, whatever like that. So basically Sif is taking his place that he used to have. And he's like, well, maybe I need to do this. Maybe I need to do it. Like, no, Thor, that's my job now. You be your thing. So those two ravens that Odin used to have, those two ravens fly with him now, you know. And she like, go, and Sif is like, go be a king. And Thor thinks to himself, man, yeah, but what's a king to a god? And, and it made me pause for a second, Eli. I really had to pause. It's because Donny Cates just quoted Jay-Z. Oh, yeah? He, yeah, he made Thor quote Jay-Z. That's a line. What's a mob to a king? What's a king to a god? What's a god to a non-believer? I just find it interesting. Like, okay, that's weird. But anyway, back to the story. Um, Thor is sitting in there. So Thor actually has a real name. Thor's name is Thorazaz. You ever heard of that? Thorazaz? No. Yeah, Thorazaz. That's his full name or something? I don't know. It's the thing. Anyway, he's got this rune sim that kind of looked like a P that's over his like throne area, whatever like that. So anyway... Asgard is rebuilt because Yggdrasil, I know I might have fucked that name up, whatever like that, but Yggdrasil rebuilt Asgard and stuff like that, so he's supposed to give the speech tomorrow, uh, but before he can give the speech, it starts snowing, you're like, wait, snow in Asgard, that shit doesn't happen, and it starts snowing, and all of a sudden, Galactus falls out of the sky, and just crashes in front of everybody, Galactus is fucked up, he got goo all over him, and he's missing an arm. Like, wait, okay. who the fuck did this shit to Galactus? And, and Galactus, because he's Galactus, he's filling a bunch of Asgardians, so he killed, like, a bunch of Asgardians. So Thor was just, like, about to fuck him up. Like, Galactus, what the fuck are you doing for Asgard? So he starts, you know, lighting up Monia, getting ready to smash the shit out of him. And Galactus is like, no, Thor, don't don't hit me. Don't hit me. They're like, wait, what? They're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Thor just collapses and just passes out. I mean, I mean uh, uh, Galactus, you know, just passed out. He's like, what the fuck has happened? So they make a more, you know... Uh, a funeral for all the dead ass guardians that Galactus fell on and shit like that weeks later. And Thor calls, has a conference call with all of Galactus' heralds. They show up. And he just cussing the fuck out like, what the hell is Galactus doing in my realm? What is he doing here? And one of you better have answers. And nobody, everybody's like, I don't know what the fuck you talking about, Thor. I don't know. And one person steps out that knows the answer to it and it is Norn Rad, aka the Black Surfer? Okay. okay, remember Donny Case Run, right? Yeah, Silver Surfer Black. Yeah, so he's all black now. Just like he okay. was in that Thanos run where he was all black, the chosen one, the fallen one at the end. Matter of fact, I think he even had Monir at the end of that book. But anyway, that's another time for another story. Silver Surfer's here. He knows exactly what the hell is going on. He like, look, what fucked Galactus up is that, okay, everybody knows Galactus' story about that. It was an old universe. The Big Bang happened and he's the only survivor of the Big Bang, and he became Galactus. Well, we know what that Big Bang was. It was called the Black Winter. That's why it started snowing when Galactus hit the ground, because he also called, what would he call it? The Solar Purge or Star Purge. It's called a Star, Star Purge. So apparently, Galactus went through this again. That same Big Bang that fucked him up the first time, he went through it again and saw it, and that's what killed him. Oh, well, almost killed him. He's not dead, but he's, like, really fucked up. So Silver Surfer know, and Silver Surfer basically tell him that that Big Bang that killed the old universe is coming again, and the only person that can stop it is Galactus, because he's the only person that survived it. So what we need to do is make Galactus more powerful than he's ever been before in order for him to fight the Black Winter. How do we do that? Well, there's the six planets 
that if Galactus eat these planets, these specific planets, he'll be more powerful than he's ever been before. And I've intentionally, up until this point, has hidden these planets from him that he couldn't eat them. But now we have no choice. He's got to eat these planets. Like, okay. So Thor is just like, well, you ain't going alone, Surfer. I'm coming with you. And Surfer's like, I'm going to be, don't worry, all the other heroes, like, like Cosmic Ghost Riders there and shit like that. He's like, y'all chill. I will be Galactus' personal hero on this to show him these planets. And we'll escort everybody off the planet first before we feed him to Galactus. Like, okay, cool. So, uh, now Galactus is walking up again, and he's walking in front of Thor, and Thor is like, Galactus, kneel! You're like, Galactus, like, okay, my bad. So he kneels, you know. And then uh, he read, he reads Silver Surfer's mind. He's like, so Surfer, you've been holding these planets for me the whole time and didn't tell me about them? Like, I'm impressed. Like, yeah. So we're going to go to these planets, and we're going to evacuate everybody, and all you have to, and then you can eat the planets. Are uh, you ready to go, Galactus? Galactus, like, no. Like, wait, what do you mean no? Yeah, I'm not going with you. Because when I saw the Black Winter, it showed me the form of what my death will be. The first time when I was a mortal, I, was, I, was, I couldn't comprehend what I was seeing. But the second time it did it, I saw exactly what it was. And you know what killed me? It was Thor. And he points out, he's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that was the, uh, what I saw. So what I'm going to do is make sure that shit didn't happen again. So he raises his hand at Thor, blasts him. But while he blasts him, he like, we're going to go to these planets. I'm going to eat them, but I'm going to make sure when this shit is over and I fight the Black Winter, I'm going to make sure Thor doesn't get out of line. Now rise, my herald. And now Thor is a herald of Galactus. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, awesome story. Loki did some bullshit in there, too. Uh, I'm just interested to see where this shit goes. Oh, and Thor has that P on his chest now. Like Superman or whatever. I thought it was going to be like, no, fucked up Galactus or some shit. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the thing. Like, don't, don't, uh, Donnie Case is writing one story. That's the, now, maybe Venom hasn't tied into this shit yet, but you know it will. Yeah. You just got to give it time. So, yeah, this book, I'm giving it a five out of five. I'm giving, oh, no first, shit. I'm giving it a five out of five just because the art is there. Donnie Case wrote the shit out of this. It's an a awesome Thor story again, especially how. He you know, he basically it's basically like a it's a it's a play off the Odyssey, you know. And plus there's so many biblical references in it, even though we're talking about North mythology mythology. I'm about to say that, that Vikings would be pissed off they hear about that shit. I know, but it's definitely <laughs> a lot of biblical references in there because he's making them like like a god, you know. So Thor's not fucking around in this book. I'm I'm waiting to see what happens in the next issue. And it yeah. seems like the next issue they show one panel of it, and Thor is fighting Galactus as his herald. Oh no shit! Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, that's all I got. Um. Okay. I guess I'll do. So I did a Star Wars book. Go ahead. Oh, and Another... I read it. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Star Wars I mean, no... you can't have all the fun. Star Wars number one. You had too much fun reading Star Wars books. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm gonna read it too. Star Wars number one again. Mm-hmm. So this basically happens right after the events of Empire. Hmm. Um. Uh, and we're going to fill in the blanks between Empire and Jedi. And Luke is all fucked up. He got his hand chopped off. Um, uh, all depressed and wondering if uh, after being defeated by Vader and finding out Vader's his dad. and Lying to about be, a Jedi. Yeah, is he, is he good enough to be a Jedi or is he going to go dark? Uh, meanwhile, the Rebel Alliance is still on the run from Hoth. And they're trying to get out. They're being there's an imperial blockade kind of blocking them from escaping. And they 
um, doesn't Luke like use the force and like fuck somebody up? Yeah, like all the TIE fighters because he was going to shoot him, but he's only got one hand, so he can't use the gunner. Yeah, so then he uses like, uh, he does some Neo shit and uh, uses the force to fuck up the TIE fighters. Yeah. Um, And I think that's about it. Um, Oh, uh, Poe Dameron's parents are in there. Yeah, Poe Dameron's parents are in there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. um, I thought, I was kind of like, eh, I've been here before. <laughs> well, that was my I've, first Star Wars comic, so I think I liked it a little bit more than you did. I, I, I'm just like I've Shadows of the Empire dealt with this time period. Mm-hmm. I read comics back in the day that's dealt with this time period. <laughs> but this so is canonical like, now. So now it's like it's new canon, and uh, um, I, I, I guess I, I guess I don't care. Like basically, I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't know. I. I I, I'm not. In, I don't know if I can start following another. Basically, I don't know if I'm going to start following another Star Wars book because I've read so many of them and I got bored with them. Um, and this is just like we're going and retreading old history again, only rewriting it again. And um, yeah, I mean, if there's new insights to Luke's character, cool. I just don't really care. I guess so. I, for me, it's just a three out of five. I don't know if I'm going to read number two. So, yeah. I'm, I'm probably won't either. One thing I didn't like is Lando's characteristics on there. I, I thought he acted like a bitch. Oh yeah, yeah. They're dealing with that. Like he, he, he's not a, he's not part of the Rebel Alliance yet. Right. I mean, they're trying to make it seem like like he threw him the but at the same time, Lando had to make it. Like if you watch the movie, he had to make a decision between like his planet and some dude he never met before, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. But they're trying to make it seem like he's some selfish bastard like that. Like, no, nah, he was he's protecting more people than you have. And plus, Vader was leaning on him. Yeah. You know, yeah. but in here, they just made him like a bitch. Like, oh, we got to watch him. Otherwise, he's just going to run on him. Like, no, nah, he's not even that guy anymore. But yeah, whatever. And I thought it was pretty not... cool. Luke fucking up those TIE fighters. And they doing yeah. the 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 bombing run on the on the ship, stuff like that. That bad guy was cool. What's her name? Zora? Oh, that that new com- Imperial commander or whatever. Yeah, like she gonna manually shoot the shit and like stuff like that. So yeah. I mean, I had some moments. It's just like I don't, I don't need to, I don't, I don't need to know why Luke eventually becomes the good guy in Return of the Jedi. Like I said, I, I I've read books, I've read played game like Shadows of the Empire. You know. Yeah. And plus, this whole <laughs> thing is a retcon anyway because they didn't make a pit stop anyway before they got to the, you know, to the yeah. line. Uh, so we're not, even, we're, just not even, we're not even out of Empire Strikes Back the movie because at the end of Empire Strikes Back the movie, Luke has got a new hand and Lando and Chewie are taking off in the Falcon to go look for Han. So we're not even there yet. Right. So <laughs> I mean, you got to have some kind of story. So they got something that hopefully they will find some way to maybe tie this into like the new movies. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Charles Soule writing it. I I was expecting a little more. I just like I don't know. I don't. I don't need to. He's getting started. We'll, we'll see where it goes. I don't know if I'm going to read the next one. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Um, okay. So yeah, you got any? Got any other ones? Um, just that Joker Harley book. Oh yeah, you should have been that one. Um, did you read it? Nah, I saw it. I was like, eh, I'm good. They keep throwing too many joke, joke and Harley books at me. I'm kind of Joker and Harley out. I, I liked it. I liked it. So it's, it's Harley's a serial killer profiler investigating this serial killer called the Joker. Um, he's going around 
you know, killing and mutilating people in weird ways. Um, we get a backstory on this version of the Joker. So it's another Joker origin story in a sense. Um, a little bit more of him and just heard investigating, you know, it's just, a, it's, it's just, I like, I'm not a Harley Quinn fan, so I don't care. I, but I like this version of her. She's just a hard boiled detective. That's what I'd like to see out of the Batman comics is just a good old fashioned hard boiled detective story. I guess because that slows the pacing down of the books, you know, yeah. so that's why they don't do them. Because you read those old like 70s Neil Adams books, I, I, Denny O'Neill books. I read them like a couple of them on DC Universe. All that shit is in there. Yeah. Like, they go deep into that shit and they just yeah. don't fool with that shit nowadays. Well, just lately, I'm I'm getting just burnt out on the whole multiverses and multiple Batmans and Batman who laughs and Barbados and universes <laughs> colliding and shit. And let's just take it back to the streets. You know what I mean? Right. Everybody who <laughs>, laughs and shit. Yeah. I, I'm just kind of getting burnt out on that. So just, to, and even though Batman's not in this book, it, I just, I enjoyed the story. It's just a serial killer mystery. So I, I'm into it. I, they haven't lost me yet. I'll probably read the next one just cause I'm into it. And the art's awesome. So same guy from the damn book, right? Batman Damn. Is it the same guy? I, I don't know. know. I, I thought, I, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. I thought it was the same artwork. Maybe I'm getting uh, confused somebody else. But it reminds me of those photorealistic, kind of like the Bradstreet, the Punisher Bradstreet covers. Yeah. You know, kind of like that. You know, very photorealistic artwork. So. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and then the other, other book I read was De- Detective Comics 1018. Some Viking. This is like a, if this came out a couple weeks ago, it would have been cooler because it's a de- it deals with Christmas. Yeah, it would have been Scandinavian and shit like that. Maybe, maybe yeah. it was supposed to, and he just didn't have a chance, you know. Yeah, and he, there's like this Viking going around killing people and hanging their body parts on Christmas trees because you know Vikings are like Yule tide and Yule that all the Viking are tra- the the Christmas traditions that we're known for Christmas trees and ornaments and shit mm-hmm. and and uh, Yule logs. That's all Viking uh, Norse traditions. Yep. So this Viking is going around on Christmas, Christmas uh, in Gotham, killing people, and Batman's sort of investigating. There's some cool parts because uh, Alfred's dead, so he's dead, and this is, you know, Bruce's first Christmas without him. So there's okay. some cool, cool, uh, very uh, touching moments in that. You know, where Bruce is like, "Damn, Alfred's not here." So. But so I give really that a four. Follow through with that, okay? Yeah, so I give that a four out of five, and I think that's about it. I read that Hawkeye too, but I don't care. Okay, <laughs> we, we go listen to Comic Cast; they'll talk about it. <laughs> oh yeah, we got to promote Comic Cast, man. Uh, um, yeah, because they actually wore one of our shirts on there. Did they? Yeah. I gotta get. I got I, I I didn't get a chance to order any of those shirts. I'm I'm gonna. I want. A we, we we've been doing a really shitty job. We need, we don't even promote. Other podcasts do a better job promoting our merchandise than we do. <laughs> so, yes, if you've been listening this long, yes, we have merch. We're going to do a better job of doing the merch. We're going to put links up. We're going to start uh, – uh, we're going to start wearing it ourselves, you know. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to start promoting it. So if you want to get one of our shirts and uh, hoodies and whatever else we have, definitely follow the website, fa- uh, Facebook page. We will give you information of where to find this stuff because, uh, hell, I might need to talk to Boogie to see where he got it from. Yeah. You know. Uh, and definitely, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, subscribe. We have all the podcasts. This was the comic cast. Uh, like I said, I did reviews. Also, listen to this Geeks and Comics when we come out. Uh, Hoodoo TV. Uh, Instruments of Destruction. Did I say it right? I yep. did. Okay. Uh, Talking Balls. 
Wrestling Council. I'm missing one. What am I missing? Geeks have. Did I say y'all? Uh, you did now. Okay, there we go. <laughs> My man missed another one. Whatever. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, uh, next week we'll be have a, a regular show. If regular show. Yeah, if we're still here. Like I said, no, uh, you know we. I, I'm trying not to do the memes, but you know they're saying uh, you can't get impeached in, for a 2020 election if there's no 2020. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And hey, Iran, you know, just just to let Iran know. Yeah. Man, Trump don't even want my ass in this country, so it ain't my fault. Right. <laughs> like we don't want him, we don't like him either. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Don't bomb you the don't... White House. You know, yeah. Bomb the golf courses. <laughs> yeah, us minorities, Trump don't even like us. He, right. <laughs> he don't even want us to, around. So <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. So like I said, if we're still here and we didn't bomb Baghdad <laughs> until next time, it's Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. One, two, one, two, three. Yeah, it's your national underground. Thunder pounds and I stop the ground. Like a million elephants, a silverback, a orangutan. You can't stop a train. Who wants up? Don't come unprepared. I'll leave there. But when I leave there, better be a household name. Brother man telling us it ain't gonna rain. So now we sitting in a drop top soaking wet. In the silk suit, trying not to sweat. Hit some assaults without the net. But this be the year that we won't forget. One, nine, nine, nine.
Give me some.